Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community of Summerton, Philadelphia. Continuing here with Evan Schlema, beginning a brand new, bright and beautiful Evan Schlema week, getting together on a beautiful Monday morning. Continuing with the Perik Vav, the Perik of Chinuch, where the going discusses the ins and outs and insights into Chinuch Habanim, raising one's children, and we're up to Hay, Simon Hay. So let's dive right in over here. Here we go. <coughs> hey, says the going. You have to rebuke your children harbe a lot. With soft words, says the guy. Interesting. This is sounds a little bit different than the approach that we saw from the guy last week. A little bit of a abrupt jump over here in sharp contrast. We were talking last week about patching. The guy says dvarm rachim. Raise your children a lot. Give them a lot of what? Chiyach. Rebuke them quite a lot with Devar Merachim. Soft words, soft ideas. Bedivrei Musr. Says the guy with Divrei Musr, with Musr thoughts. Musr, self-improvement. Musr, we know what Musr is, right? The idea of, of self-discipline, self-improvement, self-awareness. Hamas Yashrim al-Halev. Which, which um, can be internalized easily which are user-friendly, which are pleasant. So give your kids a lot of that. Give them a lot. A lot of nice ideas, a lot of nice thoughts, a lot of nice insights. You know, share them, share with them. means Share them a lot of inspirational, with them a lot of inspirational stories, inspirational thoughts, inspirational ideas. And again, this is a very, very, very uh, abrupt kind of shift in the tone that we had till now. The tone, till now, the guy was talking about hakka, being maka, patching your kids, giving a, a seemingly, and what it sounded like, was a much harsher type of of parenting, a more a harsher type. Of discipline and 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 chinuch, um, and yes, he did say you can't do it out of anger, which we we saw last week. He did say you can't do it uh, as a makas oyev, as the attack of the enemy. But he was talking about hakop. Now he's talking about different musr. So we have to somehow synthesize these ideas, okay? But he is telling us over here in the beginning of hey, um, a different idea over here and a different approach. Devarim rachem, different musr, misyashim alalev. Soft ideas, gentle ideas, pleasant ideas, inspirational ideas that can be in, internalized and incorporated into the heart. says the guy. The ikr of chinuch, ikr would sound like the the, 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 the quick translation of and, and the conventional translation of the word ikr is what the main what's the what's the, the mainstay, the staple, the primary primary fundamental building block of chinuch. Is has the going hergel, is habit, accustoming your children to something, habituating them in in, in certain practices and in the correct practices. How they speak and how they act, their midas and their speech. rav requires a lot of habituation, a lot of training. and habit wrote. 
can control all matters, does control all matters. So let's stop for a moment and let's let's um, ask another question now. So the first um, question, which was more maybe of an observation than a question, was that the guy does make an abrupt shift from talking about patching your kids to giving them pleasant, gentle, inspirational ideas. And he said, give them this a lot, harbe, give them a lot of that. And in the same breath, in the same sentence, he makes another shift. And he says, Ve'ikr, but the main part of Chinuch is what? Is Hergel. Is, is training, is accustoming them to things, giving them, you know, habits, habituating them. That doesn't sound like the same thing as Divrei Moser, Hamaziyashim Alev, Devarim Rachim. The idea of Hergel, Hergel, again, just means training by rote, training by making something second nature, by making something a habit, drilling something, a certain practice into someone until it becomes second nature to him. That does not sound at all like the same idea that the going began with, which was Divrei Moser, things that are Hamaziyashim Alev, soft, gentle, inspirational thoughts, it sounds like two different ideas, and there are two different ideas. Dvarim, Rachim, Divrei Musr, inspirational thoughts, ideas, pleasant ideas, is not the same thing as habit, as rote, as drilling something into your kids, getting them to repeat, re- repeat, repeat, until it becomes second nature. And yet, even though they're two different things, the guy in one breath, in one sentence says, you have to give your kids a lot, harbe, give them a lot of inspiration, give them a lot of nice thoughts, give them a lot of insights, give them a lot, a lot of of pleasant and gentle uh, ideas, and 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 the ikker, the ikker bechinuch, but the main part of chinuch is hergel, is accustoming, getting them to be accustomed to things, and habituation, and rote and training. So, if that's the ikker, then why is not why is that not the focus? And if that's the ikker, that's the primary component, that's the bottom line in chinuch. What's this? You know. That the going begins with So what is chinuch? What does chinuch boil down to? What is chinuch, you know, um, dependent on proper chinuch of your kids? Is it hergel? The training, getting them accustomed to things. Is it dvarim rachim? which the going says to do harbe. The going says to do a lot of that. So this is almost two contradictory thoughts the going puts into one package over here. Harbe, when he says a lot, that sounds like he's putting a heavy emphasis over there. Do a lot of this, a lot. That sounds like, you know, that's a primary component in Chinuch. The Dvar Merachim, Devrei Moser, inspiration, nice, pleasant, gentle ideas. And then, again, in the same breath, he says, but, but, but the main part of Chinuch is Hergel. He seems to walk that back. So how do we synthesize this? How do we put this together? So let, let's read a few more lines. See this paragraph to the end, and we'll try to probe a little bit further beyond the surface over here, beneath the surface, and to figure out what the guy is sharing with us and the ascites that the guy is giving over to us. So let, let's read a little further. We'll return to these questions. V'chol... Um, the beginning of any of any endeavor is always going to be difficult, it's going to be harder. When you begin anything, this is a famous idea, famous line, often quoted. says the going, the beginning of any matter is not going to be is not going to be very easy. subsequently, subsequently, it becomes easier and easier and easier, and then a person will be deserving of praise. And the the um, Magia 
tells us in the parentheses, Pirish Kishahoylech Leves Haylamay Oz Yishal Afkim Itchili Yigi Asay Rabbitar Godol. A person uh, finds himself at the end of his journey, the end of his um, course that he has ran in his lifetime. Yes, he will have to work very hard in the beginning. When he makes it to the end of the circuit, the end of the course, the end of his journey here in this world, he will, excuse me, find praise, the praise that he has earned, that he is deserving of. The Russia, the guy who, who is is um, out of whack, the, the, by Russia we're referring to that adult that grew up with that proper chinuch, that adult that grew up as a child that was not regulated, that was not disciplined. So his speech, like the guy said earlier, speech, midos are so important, how, how, how the kids talk, how the kids treat one another, how they treat peers, how they treat adults. So the rush is the guy that develops without any of that being regulated or disciplined. And he knows that he's, you know, not gonna not gonna meet a very pleasant fate. He knows that things are not gonna end well for him. It's just difficult for him to stop the, the, the rut that he's gotten himself into. His bad habits, his bad speech, his bad behaviors. It's very, very difficult for him to stop, although he knows it's going to end in a very bitter way. That's why so much attention and so much focus has to be given to the children when they're young. That's when you got to chap them, when they're still malleable, when they're still, sto- still soft and pliable, when a child has not developed bad habits yet, says the guy. Um, and his muscle is, he says, much easier to peel something when it's, when he gives a, he's talking about two different shells, two different peels, when it's soft, pliable, and still green before hardens a shell and becomes you know brittle uh, stiff hard wood wooden much much harder to get it off much easier to get it when it's soft pliable and green when it's fresh you just like peel it right off the shell around the fruit the shell around the nut and get it off much easier when it's there for a long time it hardens it becomes it gets it gets a gets a wooden wooden um texture and much much harder to get it off so the the uh, uh, the analogy he's giving us is comparing Working with a child with his bad habits, his bad practices when he's a child, soft, he's soft, pliable, malleable, very easy to unpeel and to remove from him those bad habits and practices. When he grows up with them, they become a husk, a wooden shell around him, and very, very, very difficult to remove them at that point. Although, says the guy, again, there's this cognitive dissonance. The cognitive dissonance the guy's pointing at to us is the adult who is encased with this wooden shell of bad habits and bad speech and bad practice, he knows on the inside. He knows that these these things are, are destructive habits and damaging habits. Not good for him, not good for people around him, but then he has grown up with them. They've grown around him. He's encased in them. It's very, very difficult for him to get rid of them. That's why, again, says the guy, you got to work with your kids when they're young. That's when they're soft, malleable, and pliable. Okay, so that's the end of hey. Let's return now to the, the questions that we that we asked in the beginning. Try to get the, the, the deeper take on, on what the guy is saying, and which we really, what we really need to do is figure out how how the guy is using this in developing his overall approach to chinuch, and how this is being synthesized with the other ideas of the guy said, and how, how to really synthesize the ideas of the guy himself packaged in this in this for us. The guy hits the grand over here talking about two different two different approaches in chinuch. He says. There's something called Dvarim Rachim, Divrei Musra, Yashma Alev. That's a gentle, soft, pleasant, sweet approach. Giving your kids Divrei Musra, giving your kids inspiration, giving your kids nice ideas, Gedolim stories, 
insights, self-improvements, all these kinds of things. And that says the guy, you got to give them that harbe, give them a lot of that. You have to give your kids a lot of this pleasant, sweet, user-friendly stuff. And then the guy says, the ikr bechinuch, the ikr, which sounds like the main part of chinuch, the main component of chinuch, is hergel. Training, drilling things into them, habituating them with the practices that you want to see them grow up with and grow into when they become adults. Because if you don't drill that into them now, then they're going to grow up um, with bad habits and bad practices. And it's going to be very, very, very difficult to, for them to correct themselves later. So what is it? What's the, what's the of the main component of chinuch? Is it the Dvar HaMesiyashim Alalev? Is it the inspiration? Is it the nice ideas? Is it the nice stories? Or is it Hergul? Is it is it is it drilling things into them, and the question that's the immediate question internal within this within this paragraph, and then how do we synthesize this with what the gun was de- dealing with up until this simon we, uh, discussion? So last week about hakah hitting hitting your kids, patching kids, using corporal punishment. How how is that to be? Reconciled with this going. How do we synthesize that idea, that approach with this going? Are there three ideas in Chinuch? Um, and if there are three, how do we put all three of them together? What's the Iker? What's the primary approach? And what do you do when? And what's the going's advice and direction over here that he's giving us when it comes to Chinuch Habanam? Okay, so it's like this. Let's start with the greater question, which is how does this go together with previous ideas? Till now, the guy was talking about um, educating your children through through hakot, through through hitting them. And there's a time and a place that you have to hit them. We said there's different ways of hitting. Shouting at your kids can also be hitting them. Some shouting can even be worse. Verbal abuse can sometimes be worse, more damaging in the long term, in the long run, even than the physical abuse. Okay, discussed that last week. Um, we we were talking about. The, the, the guy said Avada can't be the blow of an enemy, the strike of an enemy. It can't be there to make me feel better, to relieve myself. It's got to be for their benefit. We saw a lot of that last week. Now the guy's talking about Dvar Merachim, Dvarim Moser, and he's talking about Hergol. So are, are, are these two new ideas? Do we have like three ideas total over, in total over here in terms of Chinuch? So the answer is no. Let's start with this question. There's only two ideas still in Chinuch, and what the guy is doing over here is he is revealing to us what the what the point and the objective of the the, the approach of chinuch that we saw last week? What that what that goal is? What's the objective when a parent has to hit their child? When a parent has to give a patch. Again, whichever camp we subscribe to, whether we subscribe to the old school camp, new school camp, somewhere in between. Where we're in a machina, even if we're like chutzla machina, mamish, whichever camp we subscribe to in terms of do you hit your kids, do you not hit your kids. Um, but there is that harsh kind of discipline, harsh discipline, whether you do it with, with your mouth, verbally, whether you do it with your hands, physically. There's a harsh discipline that we were talking about till now that you have the right to do, assuming that you are cool, calm, and collected within. The guy is revealing to us. The whole, the point, the entire point of any type of harsh discipline, whether it's the patch, whether it's the stop it, right? It's another type of patch, shouting your kids, right? Again, because somebody can only do that if you're cool, calm, and collected inside. Kaspanim, 
right? We say external anger. I, inside I'm okay, inside I'm cool. Externally I display anger. The point of all that is Hergel. An amazing insight that Gang is giving us. And this paragraph goes hand in hand with, with everything that we saw till now. There aren't three ideas in Chinuch. The second point that he mentions over here of Hergel is the point of all types of harsh discipline. Harsh discipline, when you have to shatter your kid, when you have to hit your kid, if you go with that approach, is all about hergul, about rote, about training. It's all about training. It's not about thinking. It's about training. Training your children to be accustomed, to be habituated to the correct behavior, the behavior that, that you know is best for them. But what does that mean? That means you see a child who is doing something that they really need a, a shout for. They, they need to be shouted at for this. They, they, or they even need a patch. We said last week we mentioned from Rabbi Seinu that there's the two things that, 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 that weren't patching is they're doing something very, very dangerous or really over the top, unallowable, unacceptable uh, chutzpah, uh, audacity and disrespect. What a, a, a patch or a shout in the, in the right circumstances when deserved is, is training, is training them by association. Training them by association that what? That this behavior is intolerable. This behavior is unacceptable. And this behavior is something you crossed the line. You crossed the line that you can't cross. There aren't great, big, lofty ideas that are being internalized at this point. There isn't a lot of like, um, lessons that are being absorbed over here, there's just a very basic point that is drilled into this child, which is that there are red lines in life. There are red lines. And the, the red line exists over here, and if you cross that red line, that's unacceptable, it's unallowable, and your response is swift and immediate. You just can't cross that line. A curb is, is a red line. A sidewalk is a red line. One side of the sidewalk means safety. The other side of the sidewalk means stepping into the path of cars and trucks and buses that are, that are zooming down the street at frightening speeds, at, at, at life-threatening speeds. That's a red line. You can't cross that line. Response has to be swift and immediate. No! Right? And that drills into the kid by association and by training. That, that's a red line that can't be crossed. I, 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 just, I can't do that. I'm not capable of doing that. When it comes to... When it comes to chutzpah, when it comes to disrespect of a parent, disrespect of authority, disrespect, gross disrespect, uh, over the top disrespect, response has to be swift and immediate and strong and severe to make it clear that that's a red line. Again, we're not giving a Musr Shmuz, we're not giving big Torah and, 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 and ideas and thoughts, we're showing the kid that that's a red line that can't be crossed, you just can't cross that line. You can't, you, you can't go there, that's not allowable. And through training and through time, the kid is accustomed now and drilled into him via rote and habit that I, I can't go there. Yeah, I talk, I can't go there. I know I can't go there. That creates within the child self-regulation. The self-regulation, I can't go into the streets. I can't talk to my parents that way. I can't talk to my teachers that way. I can't talk to anybody that way. Through that outside training, it has created an inside instinctive approach to the world and life that there's just red lines. There's places I can't go, things I can't say, and that's part of being 
healthening, healthy functioning part of this family and of society. He's become regulated. He or she have become regulated through that discipline. And even when you're not going to patch, but you still have to sometimes speak severely to the kid. Even if it's not major disrespect, but if it's disobey, disobedience of the parents, if, if it is if it is bullying in the home, if it's not speaking respectfully to, to siblings, again, that has to be dealt with. That has to be um, that ha- there have to be consequences for such behavior. And those consequences, though, fall under the, the, the same category of what a patch is there to accomplish, what a, a, a shout from the ch- parent is there to accomplish. Even if you're not mamish patching or not shouting, but the, 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 the discipline that's there is a lower level form of that and is still accomplishing the same thing of the rote, of the habituating, of giving the child hair goal, that, 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 that um, instinct of understanding and grasping that there are red lines. This is the idea of sending a child to his room. There, there is severe disrespect for a parent, severe disobedience. You know, when you, you, um, have, have, uh, you know, a child that, that, um, we would say is not gyrus the parent at all. Um, it treats the parent as a peer, it talks the parent as a peer, um, over the top unacceptable disrespect that's something that can uh deserve a patch when if this is a parent that patches um and then there's mild milder forms of that with the disobedience which is not over the top standard disobedience standard you know uh uh refusal to follow orders which kids do all the time you know i'm not coming right now i'm not cleaning this up i'm not doing this that's not over the top disobedience that's not you know making the parent into a peer that's not that's not you know uh, Calling the parent names, calling the parent an, an older child who knows better, um, addressing the parent in a way that's absolutely unacceptable. That's a normal child just being disobedient, and and um, and uh, you know not listening. Chinuch is required over there as well, and the chinuch that's required over there is going to be a lower level form of of the patch. Meaning, I have to cheat. I have to show my child that there are red lines. There's rules and regulations. When you show your kid that there's rules and regulation, the child becomes regulated. Child becomes regulated, and the child sees that there's red lines. Child sees that no, I do have to do my job. I do have to clean up. I, I, I I'm not allowed to talk that way to my siblings. I'm not allowed to act like that at the table. There's immediate consequences um, for all the above. Even if it's not going to be a patch, but it's something that leaves, you know, a, 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 a uh, an impression, an unpleasant impression upon the child. It's not pleasant, whether that's the kid being sent to his room, whether that's the kid losing something, losing a privilege. It has to be immediate and has to be swift. And it's there not to give the kid ideas and musr and toira and and high level thoughts and and yesidus and chinuch. It's there simply to show the kid that you crossed a red line. There's red lines in life that cannot and may not and, and, and may not be crossed. And when they are crossed, the consequences are swift and immediate. 
And when you do that, you are allowing the kid to be trained. You're giving the kid habits that will train him away from uh, the way he goes on his own when he's left to his own devices on default mode, which is to not listen to anyone, to, to be completely dysregulated, to be lacking any semblance of red lines, you're giving him red lines. By giving him regulations, you are regulating him. This is the point of uh, of a patch, and this is the point of, of a lower level type of of uh, act action on the on the behalf of the parent, which is what we could call punishment again, but it's not a punitive punishment. It's that action of re, of 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 of, um, of um, being mechanach your children, training them and, and and rearing them in such a way that they see that they crossed red line. Okay, so this is hergul. This is what the guy refers to when he uses the word hergul, and what he's showing us is such an unbelievable idea over here that all of patching and all of harsh, severe disciplining of one's child is all about hergul, all about giving them good habits where they would have bad habits, giving them good habituation where they would have bad on their own, and giving them regulation where they would have Disregulation. So that's amazing, and that's hergul. Now the guy says in the first line something else. He says, "Give your kids a lot of pleasant, gentle ideas, very musr, inspiration, thoughts, Torah, gedolim stories, musr, beautiful, nice things." This is something else altogether. This is not harsh, severe discipline, which is creating red lines for your kids. This is not regulation. This is now, this is Torah. But what's going on? How do we put those two things together? And if that's Harbei, how's it going to turn around and say, the other one's Iker? Which one's the Iker? Which one's the primary one? And which is the secondary one? How can he say Harbei for one and Iker for the other one? The Territ is like this, Rabbi say. Iker over here doesn't mean primary. When the guy says, when the guy says that the Iker of Chinuch is habituating your children to correct and proper behaviors, as we said, giving them those red lines, giving them regulations so they can be regulated, giving them the gift of boundaries, when he says that's the Iker, he doesn't mean that's the most important thing. He doesn't mean that's the primary thing. Iker over here is Iker in the other sense of Iker, which means foundational. Iker can also mean foundational. Not primary, but foundational. Tam ke Iker. When we say, me Ikara. Iker can mean, yes, it can mean the main thing, the primary thing, but can also mean a foundation, a foundational thing. Now, foundation is, isn't necessarily the main thing, isn't always the primary thing, but the thing upon which all other things have to stand, without the thing that's called the foundation, we cannot have any other things. What the guy is saying over here is that the foundation upon which all of Chinuch has to be erected and built and stands, the foundation upon which all of the Chinuch will will um, be determined, will it work, will it not work, is Hergel, is giving your kids red lines. Giving your kids regulation, the ability to be self-regulated, giving your kids boundaries, giving your kids these, this understanding that Arkan, no, you can't go here, you can't go there, you can't say this, you can't say that. That's what has to be given to children at a very young age. That is the Iker 
the foundation of Chinuch. And if you got that, if you did that right, then on that foundation, you can build edifices. You can start to build. What can you build on top of that? You can build inspiration. You can build beauty. You can build appreciation of Yiddishkeit. You can build a connection with Yiddishkeit. That's, though, only possible if the child already is regulated, if he's given red lines. And that being the case, that Iker over here means it's the foundation that has to come first, and after that everything else can be built, that also <clears throat> gives us a kind of a roadmap in terms of the child's development, what he's capable of getting when, what, what, what he's capable of giving at any age and stage in his life. A child, way before he's capable of processing, of thinking, of understanding, comprehending your beautiful ideas that you want to give him, beautiful inspirational stories, way before he gets there, he is capable of, of being regulated. And a two-year-old already, certainly a three-year-old and above, they can be regulated. You say, say no, when they go near the outlet. No, when they go near the street, right? You patch them when they step into the street, if you patch. You patch them when they're about to stick that fork, well, paper clip into the electric outlet. And if you patch. And, 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 and they right away, chap, that you can't do that. A two-year-old is capable of that association and that training. Now, you sit down with a two-year-old, three-year-old, and you explain to them how electricity works, and you explain to them closed circuits and open circuits and what happens with the, uh, the electron flow that's there inside of the wires inside and what happens when it connects there. A paper clip is a conductor and skin is a conductor because of all the, the, um, the, uh, the, the, the moisture and the, the, um, the, uh, the, what's it called? Chemical balance of, 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 uh, of, of the cells. You sit down and explain that to a two year three and three year old and what happens when, when 120 volts of electricity are conducted through the wires through the paper clip into the hands, what it does to them. So you're not gonna get very far. You're not going to get very far if you try explaining um, <clears throat> electrical engineering to your two-year-old or your three-year-old. Twenty-year-old. That's Divrei Moser. That's Mizyashim. Pleasant, nice things. They're not holding by that yet. You try explain to them what 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 happens. You know, explain to them. You know, the laws of physics and what happens when an 18-wheeler that weighs how many tons? I don't know. Lots and lots and lots of tons comes barreling down the street. And they are in the way when it comes barreling down the street at 60 miles an hour. Explain to them how physics work. They're not going to get that either. But they can get that the street is just off limits. The street's off limits. It's a red line. That they can get. So the guy is giving us two ideas over here. One is the primary, I'm sorry, the, not primary, but the foundational part of Chinuch, all Chinuch comes down to a foundation which is training. You gotta train your kids, you gotta habituate them to proper habits, you have to wean them away from improper habits, and what you're really doing is, is giving them red lines, what you're really doing is, is gifting them with, whether that's through um, a patch or a shat, whether that's very harsh or or mildly harsh type of chinuch, you're giving them red lines, you're showing them what they can and cannot do, and you're drilling that into them, drilling that into them, without any understanding, without any processing, but it's drilled into them, these red lines. That's the foundation. That is the only thing they're capable of, of really getting at an early age, and that you got to start with them at an early age. And after that's in place, they have those red lines. Now, when they get a little older, you can begin to give them 
the Dvarams Yashmali, the explanations, the understandings. And that's now something that they can absorb, they can process, because they have already been habituated the right way. But if you didn't accustom to this when they were younger, all the Torah in the world, all the Muslim in the world is not going to get is not going to get you anywhere, because they have grown this. They're encased now with this shell of bad habits that cannot be broken. The lofty ideas are beautiful, but they're not going to go very far. Okay, we packed a lot in. We went through the whole thing. Um, maybe tomorrow we'll begin with just um, a summary, just to make sure that the, 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 what the going established is clear over here, and the process and how to synthesize all the ideas in Chinuch is clear. Um, and then maybe tomorrow we'll move on also to Vav. We'll see. In any case, everyone should have a wonderful day, and um, oh, good day. and we'll get together for Lag Boimer very soon.